So as we watch, listen to, and read about all the things that are going on in our families, our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, I think we are collectively as a society at a tipping point. Question is, which way are we going to tip? So as a priest, I'm very blessed to be able to meet with a whole host of people. And as I meet with them and talk to them and listen to them, I'm picking up a certain vibe that many of us, and I'll speak from my own personal experience, many of us are experiencing a certain degree of weariness. I think we're tired. I think we're tired physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I'm also picking up a, a vibe, a certain negative energy, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear in our culture today. Perhaps you can identify with that. I can identify with that too, particularly what it seems to be when I'm driving a car. I just kind of pick up the kind of the vibe, the energy around me. There's a lot of very aggressive uh, behavior out there. So what's all that about in our life? I think it's based on a lot of the uncertainty that we can uh, be experiencing. And it was probably a year, maybe a year and a half ago, Rex Murphy wrote an article in the National Post and he talked about how when the curtain is finally pulled back from this COVID-19 pandemic we've been experiencing and going through, it's then we're going to really discover the full consequences and the effects of that in our own life. And I think that the curtain is being or has been pulled back and we're seeing it in our culture, in our, in our world. Uh, can we identify with it in our own life? And Jesus himself needed to be alone. He needed to experience solitude, which is not the same thing as isolation. And the gospel tells us that from time to time, Jesus would go off with his disciples to a quiet place and to rest for a while. So if he needed that, then I certainly need that in my life. I'm sure you can accept the truth that you need that in your life too. And we let Jesus do that for us. I'm grateful for the opportunities we say to the Lord for you that you're offering me uh, to be in solitude with you and to rest along with you. And providentially, all the readings of Mass today offer us glimpses into what the Lord is again offering us in our life. He knows what we're going through. He knows the circumstances of your life and in mine, and he wants to minister to us. So beginning with the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, the Lord reminds us that he is the one who satisfies us. The Lord wants to carry us. The Lord wants to comfort us. He reminds us that his hand of mercy and love, the balm of his serenity and peace is upon us. Just meditate upon that, how God the Father just puts his hand on our shoulders and we can feel his grace, just feel the power of his mercy just flowing into us. And the psalmist reminds us as well that the Lord, he has never rejected our prayer and he's not going to remove his love from us. There's nothing that I can do to make God love me more. Nothing I can do to make God love me less. As St. John says, God is love. And that love will be with me when I just stop and spend time 
with the Lord. And I'll talk in a few moments about the, the proper understanding of what vacation, recreation is meant to be all about. In St. Paul, in the second reading, we're continuing to go through Galatians. He talks about how by the grace of our baptism, we have been a new, made a new creation. Sanctifying grace has been poured into us at our baptism, and we have a destiny. I asked the question last week, where are we going? Where am I going? Where are you going? I'm going to heaven. I want to get to heaven. And by God's grace, I will cooperate each and every day with what he is offering to me and remind myself often, in the words that Jesus spoke in today's gospel, that we are indeed to rejoice because our names have been written in heaven. Again, I don't know what you're going through in your life at this time. I have my own ups and downs, my own sideways, my own questions, my own wonderings, my own musings, and the Lord is very uh, patient with me and listening uh, to me, and the Lord is speaking to my heart, saying, Al, it's going to be okay. I'm with you. Just allow me to minister to you. Just surrender the whole thing over to him and enjoy the gift of coffee. Almost forgot I had a coffee, getting so excited here. So, this is the time of year, okay? So, it's July 1st, a long weekend here in Canada. July 4th, a long weekend in the United States. Uh, perhaps the country where you're living, you're soon to celebrate your own particular national birthday or celebration, uh, as it were. And what it means is that it is summertime. School's out for summer. Parliament here in Ottawa is in recess until who knows when. Uh, the Dairy Queen, the Dairy Queen's a pretty happening spot. There's lineups at the Dairy Queen or maybe whatever well-known uh, ice cream shop that you uh, frequent. And we here in North America, we have a very interesting relationship with vacations or summer holidays. Um, maybe you can identify with this. You know, you get two weeks off and you want to just you know, jam it full of activities. You're going you're gonna to go here in Canada from coast to coast to coast and in 14 days and end of it, you're exhausted. And you think, oh, I need a, need a vacation from uh, my vacation. And it is particularly our European cousins who have, I think, a much more relaxed, much more sane uh, approach to how they rejoice and celebrate the summertime. I don't necessarily think their attitude has been transported across the ocean uh, to here to North America all that well. But anyway, they have more of a kind of like a six-week-plus kind of attitude towards the summer. Now, now yes, different cultures, different temperatures, you know, uh, and whatnot. But they seem to have a much more relaxed, much more sane understanding of how to uh, just experience and, and rejoice in the gift of summer. And there actually is the, what we call the theology of vacations. That vacation time or holiday time is not meant to be a time to distance ourselves or a time away from God, as though we take off our cloak of spirituality and hang out on a hanger in the, in the front hallway, and I'll get back to that uh, come September. But 
vacation time or holiday time is meant to be an opportunity to spend even more time with God. One memory I do have of growing up at home is that we would go on these camping trips and we'd arrive in a different town or province <clears throat> and we'd go to a campsite and uh, we would divide ourselves up into two teams. One part of the family, I have four brothers and one sister, we would stay with our mother and set up the camper, etc., all that stuff. And a few others of us would get in the truck with my father and we'd go off to, what's that fancy word, to reconnoiter uh, the local area and find the Catholic Church and find out what time Mass was. Vacation is not time away from God, it's the time with God. So understanding that important uh, nuance and we are recreated. The recreation that we can experience through prayer, reading, socializing with family and friends, um, enjoying nature, but also the value of leisure. Now, how do you understand leisure? Maybe I say leisure and you think of this kind of 1970s velour <laughs> leisure suit. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, but leisure really, understanding it fully, is availing ourselves of the, the ministry of God and allowing ourselves to be just massaged and, and loved up and, and ministered to by him. And I came across a very interesting quote recently from Peter Kreeft. Peter Kreeft is an American philosopher, theologian, apologist, uh, talking about leisure. This is what he says. He says, we want to complexify our lives. We don't have to, we want to. We want to be harried and hassled and busy. Unconsciously, we want the very thing we complain about. For if we had leisure, we would look at ourselves and listen to our hearts and see the great gaping hole in our hearts and be terrified because that hole is so big that nothing but God can fill it. Why do we sometimes have difficulties with quiet? Why do we sometimes have difficulties entering into prayer? Yes, our minds can be busy and preoccupied and all kinds of things bouncing around in there. But I think it's because we come face to face with the reality that I'm not God. There is a God. I'm not him. I can't do it. He can. So I let him and I surrender the whole thing to him. So let's admit, I will admit on a personal level from my own experience that we have all been affected by what we have been going through and what we are still going through and all the uncertainties and concerns and issues of the world but they don't define us. They have affected us, but they do not define us. Our identity 
comes from God our Father. He tells us who we are. He tells us that we are his beloved daughters, his beloved sons, and he is with us. And we allow him, particularly in this upcoming summer time, to minister to us, to minister to our hearts. And that might be an uncomfortable thing for us, but so be it. It's just like in exercise. If you don't feel the burn, nothing's happening. So maybe you feel the burn in the spiritual life, the uncomfortableness of sitting still and allowing the Lord to minister to us, meditating upon being with the Lord, resting with him as he did with his disciples, and just allowing him to do what he needs to do. So turn off the phone, turn off the computer, turn off the television, and turn our attention to God. I too, I, I need some rest, I need some healing, I need some recreation in my life because I am very much a human being. I know you might be surprised. <laughs> You're not surprised by that. You, you know that for sure, that I am just as much a human being as you are. And I need to, by God's grace, practice leisure. So again, what's that song? School's out for summer. Well, Sots is out for summer. Sipping on the Sabbath. We're taking a break for the summer. I want to take a European-style break. So basically, I'm going to see you when you get back. But when I get back, you get back too. But we'll see, we'll see each other when we get back. In the, in the meantime, let, let's just pray. Let's just pray the Lord just bless us and just do an amazing thing in our life uh, in this, this summertime. So let us pray. So, Lord Jesus, we, again, just, just thank you for the gift of today, Lord. Even in the midst of our struggles, Lord, the uncertainties, the worries, the concerns of our life, help us to remember, Lord Jesus, that you have promised that you would never abandon us. And so we want to rely upon that truth, Lord. And Lord, you know what we've all been going through and are still going through in our life. You know that. And you want to be part of that, Jesus. That you're in the midst of that with us, Jesus. And so we invite you, Jesus. We invite you to comfort us. We invite you to carry us. We invite you to hold us. We invite you right now, Jesus, to place your healing hand upon our shoulder and just allow us right now, Jesus, to experience the transforming power of your love, your mercy, and your forgiveness. We thank you, Jesus, for each person who is either watching this video or listening to the podcast. We thank you, Jesus, for anyone who is listening or watching for the first time. We thank you, Jesus, for those that you are calling back to yourself. It's a sign, Lord Jesus, that you are still very much at work. And we just want to rejoice in each of our sisters and brothers who is coming back to you, Jesus, through this particular ministry. 
Lord Jesus, we continue to pray for that one person who is carrying a very heavy burden in their life. Again, Lord, you know what that is. That you would just give each of us that grace just to surrender, to give you permission to say, yes, Lord, you just go ahead and do what you got to do. Help us to have open hearts and open minds. We want to rejoice, Lord Jesus, in what you have done and are continuing to do in our life because you love us, Lord. You are head over heels in love with each of us, and your mercy knows no limit. Pray also, Lord, for that person listening or watching who has been away from you in confession for a long time, that they would, over these next weeks of uh, summertime, have an occasion to come back to you, Jesus, that through the ministry of your priests, they would hear those powerful words. I absolve you from your sins. Your sins are forgiven and go in peace. Help us, Lord Jesus, to enjoy these next weeks of summertime. Help us, Lord Jesus, to just continue to be attentive to how you want to do and what you want to do uh, in each of our lives and how you want to bring about a miracle, Lord, a transforming, powerful, miraculous change in our life, Jesus, so that we can become much more available to you and much more willing and ready to be of service to others. Mother Mary and St. Joseph, please pray for us. Amen. Okay, well, there you go. So we'll see each other when we get back. In the meantime, stay caffeinated. Remember, when we're powerless, that's when we're strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. And may Almighty God bless you now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sots is out for summer. Enjoy it. Bye. <laughs>